fucking fourth time, fourth time in two days that I've left the fucking house, walked 30 yards, and remembered that I forgot my face covering a glove. Fucking bullshit. Fuck. Coronavirus. My dick. I need to make, like, face masks with holes, small holes in them so I can smoke cigarettes and still wear the face mask. That'll be ironic. Like that. And, like, don't get me wrong. I know this shit is no joking matter. Like, I know people are dying and then whatever. But the thing is, with everyone wearing face masks and going to the store, they're just not ready to contract the virus yet. So they think, we need a couple more weeks to walk around look like we're from Top Gun. Play highway to the danger zone. I'm waiting to do the fucking laundry aisle. The thing is, if you are a person with dangerous symptoms, you find that shit out really quickly. Like, within days. You start feeling like complete shit, and then you die. So it's not like crapshoot. You start feeling like shit, then you start feeling more like shit, then you die. It all happens within like a couple days. So if you're wearing a face mask for the third time this week in the supermarket, probably you're fine. Fuck. Why don't people just understand this shit? Just look at this like any other sickness, but just a super sickness. It's obviously like super well prepared for everything. So just treat it with respect. And emotional stress actually lowers your immune system. So if you're scared all the time, that's what people say. If you're nervous, you lose hair. It's true. Because your stress causes your physical attributes to decrease. Because you're wasting most of your brain power and freaking the fuck out about something. Like, I was in a taxi yesterday, in an Uber. And with, with these drivers, some of them have done with their Ubers is fascinating. Like, remember, I don't know if you guys remember, the one time when I said I walked into a 7-Eleven and a whole store had a mask. Like, they put a mask on the whole store. So this guy put his fucking mask on his car. Basically, it looked like a police car. Because he had that, uh, that windshield type of thing. But it was made out of the same stuff that you make uh, greenhouses out of. So, like, that, like, wavy plastic shit with, like, duct tape. And, like, all kinds of other stuff that is clearly a flat surface. Because the virus, as we already know, lives on flat surfaces longer than rough surfaces. Which is why you shouldn't worry about boxes at your door. More like glass and metal countertops. So he's got a smooth plastic surface between him and the so-called affected, infected um, person. And then he's got duct tape that's uh, exposed with the sticky stuff. And I don't know if you guys know what duct tape is. It sticks to stuff. So all this dirt and stuff that maybe somebody sneezed, touched, it's going to be right there behind him. And he's driving around with it in his car, marinating. Like, fucking idiot. Like, really? And then, like, this other dude, this is pretty, like, well into the uh, whole epidemic thing, I guess. I get into a car, no face mask, nothing in the car, chilling. This guy's name is Gabriel. I'll never forget him. Because I thought he was my guardian angel. It was, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. And now, like, by the way, New Jersey usually shuts down at around 2. Now it's just down to, like, 8. No one's on the streets. Like, whatever. So, like, now I'm walking around, like, I don't want a cop to stop me. I was, like, I was like freaked out. Not because like, I wanted to get jumped, but a cop would just be like, what are you doing? Why are you walking? Why are you here? Like, you know, I'm like, fuck, I'm coming back from the city. Like, shut up. You know, why it's 1 o'clock in the morning? Like, 
So thank God Gabriel was there to pick me up. No face mask. Get in the car. And the first thing I said was, you don't care about the face mask, huh? He goes, nope. And I was like, oh, fucking thank God, somebody normal. I took my shit off. We just shot the shit for a couple of minutes while he drove me home. Told him everything I know about it. Seemed to have a pretty good knowledge about it himself. But the tuberculosis and he was from another country too. I don't remember which one it was. And uh, he said something that was very interesting. That uh, he's the one that brought up the immune system shit. When people, he just said, I had a healthcare worker in the car with me. And she was super freaked out about like everything. She was like going crazy. And oh my God, what am I going to do? And I can't see my kids. I can't do this. And he's like, I could almost feel her weakness. And he wasn't saying it like I'm better, holier than thou shit. It was like for fragility. You know what I mean? So I think that it's got a big part to play in this. Because then as he was telling me this, I remember walking through Manhattan the first time when it was like desolate. And like being kind of like, whoa, like this is weird. Like when it all hits you, kind of. And then this wave of like what I thought was supposed to be fear came over me. And then I was just like, whoa. I got scared for like two seconds. And I thought about it in like two minutes. And I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, you're fine. You know what I mean? Well, you know, a couple of days after that, I lost my sense of smell and all that stuff happened. But like, if you stay perpetually in that sense of state of mind where you're like afraid and nervous and bugging out, like you will deteriorate little by little your immune system. Because... I don't, know, I don't care what you believe, but like what you believe about yourself is what's going to happen. No, you can't cure fucking a broken leg in one day, obviously, by thinking about it. <clears throat> but psychological um, intuition and psychological, I guess, pushes or suggestion is very, very important. Like it's, it's a form of torture, the psychological torture. Play the same song over and over again. Just don't listen to it. But it's the 900th time. You're like, oh, tell you anything. You know, so it's like psychological warfare exists. But this is a part of that thing because if you keep telling yourself, I'm going to get sick, I'm going to get sick, probably will. And it might not even be the virus, it must be a flu or something. So just get some, grow some balls, everybody. That being such fucking pussies. You know, get your shit ready at your house just in case. Get yourself a ventilator from Amazon if you really think that you're going to be one of those unlucky ones to get a thing. God forbid. Make one. There's DIY videos everywhere on how to make one. You can do it with like a vacuum or a blow dryer or some shit. Just fucking make one. And then go for, you know, grip your nuts and go for the gold. But know in your head that, you know, you're going to beat it. And then uh, Cuomo's brother, I think it was, said that he was talking to his doctor because he obviously got it and he's got balls. And his doctor said, can you take a deep breath? And he goes, I can, but it hurts. And he goes, like, fucking do it. Like, can you get up? He's like, oh, it hurts. He's like, can you get up? He's like, yes, do it. If you have a fever, cover yourself with blankets, take Tylenol, beat it. Like, the way that this particular strain of virus operates is that it attacks and it makes you slow yourself down so it can take over quicker. But if you fight it, it helps. You just got to know how to. You have to literally fight this virus the way, the opposite way you've been fighting everything your whole life. Which is why I think it's so successful as a virus. Somebody actually replied and asked me 
what I think about the second wave or quote unquote Corona light where people that are recovered are testing positive again. And I'm not a scientist, but if I were to guess, I'm thinking that the virus is mutating as it's infecting us. So I caught the virus in the beginning. It's gone through like however many thousands of people. It is mutated now to a different strain of the same virus and I can contract it again. It'll be similar, much lighter. Obviously, in the first time, I didn't even have that many symptoms. It's just, just a smell thing. So I guess this time, maybe I lose the smell for like a day instead of five days. But that's why people are doing it again, because it's literally evolving as we're contracting for like live evolution. And evolution usually takes years, if not millennia, to happen. But this virus just happens to do it in a matter of hours. <clears throat> this shit is crazy. So I hate to say that this conspiracy theory, I hate to say those words, but dude, there's no way that this thing just came out from a bat that shat on a muskrat in the China hat of the f- food markets was what they're saying. I saw this on the news came from the same place in Wuhan, not because all the Chinese chemistry labs are there. No, 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 no. Communists like to put all the things in one area, but they put the chem labs in Wuhan, but that's not why. The reason is because of the animal markets. Fucking idiots. Basically, China was starving. People were eating plastic rice and dying. So then someone said, hey, how about we get some wildlife and start farming it? You know, like instead of chickens and cows, we can start doing like dogs and cats, which they have been doing for years and here as well as there. But then they were getting the more intricate shit like muskrats and weird shit like that, like bats, you know. And the Chinese government gave it a nod, it's like, yeah, let's try it. And then saw their economy and everything skyrocket because of these things. Like, you know, everyone just went to start doing it. Like small operations where they had like four chickens and a pig and a muskrat in a house. You know, now it turned into like this big thing and their G- GDP increased, everything increased. So they just started doing it. And then SARS came, they traced it back to that. So China shut it down for like a week and then they still opened it up again. But sans this one animal that got SARS. So like if all these chemists and labs that are totally didn't make the virus, totally came from a bat, just walked by to one of the markets that were like literally everywhere and just injected one of the bats with something and then said it was from the bat. But you can't tell me that this thing evolves on an hour to hour basis. And it just like happened. There's no fucking way. How are you gonna tell me? Nature doesn't work like that. It takes billions of years for, you know, like a trilobite fossil to form and glaciers to melt. Even global warming. What else is gonna happen? Like, it's not really happening yet. It happened in hundreds of years, but no, this virus and mutates on hours and totally, completely natural, 100% organic, soy-free, gluten-free virus. Get the fuck out of here. Genetic mutation, cloning people. And they're not cloning people. Of course not. They know how to, but they're not doing it. This is going to be like that time, or hopefully I'm alive to hear it, but the humans will say, we've figured out how to travel in, into time. We figured out how to time travel. And everyone's going to believe that that's the day they figured it out. This is the day they told them. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you ever hear on the news that they figured out time travel, 
you've been dead for hundreds of years. <laughs> like, don't even worry about it. Oh, man. And about the whole time travel thing, it's almost semi-joking because they're actually starting to, I guess, dust off the top of what could be the book that tells you how to do that with the whole teleportation thing. I don't know if I've touched on this in a previous episode, but basically they figured out that if you... I keep forgetting the name. I think it's intertwine or interlock. Basically, when you merge two ions or two small teeny tiny little tiny little particles when you fuse them together and then you separate them what you do to one will immediately imprint onto the other one even if it's like 200 miles away so it's kind of like the whole like if two twins can feel each other's pain type shit but they've done that on purpose with small molecules meaning while they're intertwined, it's kind of like two little tiny black holes are on the each, either side of them, right? So what happens in, in the, between this black hole is a warp, which is why one can feel it to or can get the information 200 miles away. I think it was like 200 miles out into space and they put like a message into one and then the other one had it instantly. So it's like technically they teleported a thought, telepathy, right? But if you could teleport a thought, you could teleport something bigger. We just don't know how yet. If you can teleport something physical, you have now breached space-time and are on to the next chapter of what the fuck we're we're doing here. Because it's not time travel. It's not like winding the clock back. It's more like proving that time doesn't really exist because all we know is time is how much that yellow thing moves in the sun. We call the sun that moves across the sky. It's time. It begins and it ends to us because that's what we've been taught this whole time. It's linear. If we prove or disprove rather that theory and prove that it is not linear, we're, I don't know, I guess it's circular? I don't even know what to think because we've been taught that it's time. So that's going to be a doozy that they're getting there. Because they did a thought, the Chinese did it in 2017, look it up. Hello. I'm trying to figure out how to play music and record at the same time. If anybody can help me out, other than obviously playing my Alexa and recording. <laughs> I get it. I think what I thought yesterday was I was confused about the word that was used to describe two atoms. Or particles, actually. It's not even atoms. I looked it up. Subatomic particles, like protons, neutrons, and electrons, are basically the makeup of everything that we know and love. <clears throat> we have no idea what the fuck they are. And quantum mechanics and quantum physics, by the way, is the same thing. Again, no idea why. Neither do the people that invented it. They're just making up words at this point. And it's interesting to see a human being try to explain something that they have no idea about. It's like asking, it's like asking a kid, like a six-year-old, after showing him the rock falling to describe what gravity is, 
and then have him describe to you why. <clears throat> like it's not the magnetic pull of the earth or whatever. You don't tell him any of that shit. You just show him the rock falling and then be like, why did that just happen? So that's like kind of what it's They're like, when you shoot paintballs at a wall, the paint splatters in a predictable pattern. When you shoot electrons at a wall, not, uh, we don't, uh, other things happen. You mean other things? Basically, if you have a wall with two vertical slits in it and you shoot a bunch of paintballs, those two gaps on this wall behind it are going to have two lines where the paint is coming through the wall, something like that. <clears throat> right? Electrons and neutrons and protons are smaller than atoms. They make up atoms. We see them as particles. Particles are dots, physical things. Apparently, they're not particles, they're waves, which is where all this mumbo-jumbo of everything is energy, nothing is real, comes from, because when you break it down, they're all waves. We don't even know that either, though. We just think they're waves, because <laughs> we see them as waves, and then they turn into particles for us when we try to measure them. And it's called the wave collapse, and we don't know why. Like, it baffles me that we just don't know why the shit is, you know, 8% of our oceans are known, recorded. We've explored 8% of the oceans. 8. That's 92 that we don't fucking know anything about. Cool, cool. Pyramids have been carved out of granite to the point where thousands and thousands of years later, they still reflect. That's how smooth the surface is. The granite reflects like a fucking piece of glass. And we don't know why, how. People will tell you a bunch of different shit. Aliens, Egyptians with fucking copper saws. Yeah, okay. You ever try to cut a piece of granite with, like, anything? No. If you have, you should know what I'm fucking talking about. So, quantum physics or quantum mechanics says that two um, particles, right, two waves, right, when they pass each other, they can entangle together. They get like, kind of like they have sex. And they keep going. And what happens is that twin brother shit, where one feels the other, the one's pain, happens. So Einstein said that there was a theory that nothing is faster than the speed of light. Because that's the E equals MC squared. Fast as you can go is the speed of light. That's just because Einstein knew that light was something that we could see that's measurable. I think the reason we're having such a problem with defining all this quantum physics shit is we're still trying to measure things. Like, you know, how long is this? How fast is that? It's all based on shit we know. Quantum mechanics is obviously something we don't know about, so maybe we need to do an alternative form of approach instead of measuring it. But then how do you figure stuff out? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. I'm trying to think about it, too. But as I'm saying it, it's kind of coming, becoming more clear to me why. So essentially what they're saying is two waves could entangle themselves, a.k.a. hashtag or whatever. And then when you imprint or when we measure something on one wave, it automatically registers with the other one, even if they're billions of miles away, which is why Einstein was pissed or Einstein was pissed, because we just disproved their theory real quick. Right? So billions of miles away, I could instantly transfer a piece of information that means I'm faster than the speed of light. Automatically. 
which is what they did with particles from the earth, which is with China, with the teleportation stuff we're talking about. That's what happened. The thing is, they say that we can't send information this way, which is bullshit. Of course we can. We just don't know how. And we're saying we can't until we figure it out. And we say, hey, we did this. That's fine. But just so you guys know, it's out there and it's possible. So, yeah, we just got to figure out how to do it. And then we'll figure out the time is not linear and we should stop measuring shit and just live our lives. Hope to get to the next. So, I guess I don't have anything interesting restaurant-wise to talk about. No more stories, not a lot of shit happening in my restaurant world. So, I'm talking about uh, quantum physics. Why not? So, the ancient Egyptians had a god of music. Okay? And whatever his name was, uh, Sonos maybe, <clears throat> he had instruments, I don't know what kind of musical instruments they had, but considering they carved a piece of granite like glass, probably pretty cool ones, they were all tuned to 432 uh, hertz. Hertz is a measure of sound, like of course another measurement, and all of their shit was tuned to that specific wavelength. They say that it's the wavelength of the universe, and if you listen to it, long enough, it'll alter or heal your DNA. I don't know how true that shit is, and I don't know if you've ever listened to something that's 432 hertz, but it basically sounds like an annoying fucking hum. Yeah, it's weird. And uh, we used to have our music, and everything was broadcasted in 432 hertz, but uh, I think it was Eisenhower who changed it, and now it's something else. Uh, you can still get shit at 42 hertz, like Spotify has it, but it sounds like a hum. And uh, the only other people that practice such things are Tibetan monks. Monks in Tibet have these bowls that they rub sticks around and make like a hum. Kind of like a glass with a finger on top of the glass humming thing. Which is actually probably, I don't have a measurement device for that, probably similar. So like if you vibrate the bowl for a certain hertz, it'll create a sound that will reverberate in a way that makes a pattern. So, like, I don't know if you've ever seen the experiment with, like, the metal plate and different notes, and then the plate has sand on it, and the sand aligns itself according to the wavelength, something like that. <clears throat> to get furthermore into this Egypt granite shit, the pyramids of Giza, there's three of them, they're perfectly aligned with the stars of Orion's belt. That's cool, right? People could pinpoint shit. There's more to it than that, though. The biggest of the pyramid doesn't have four sides, it has eight sides. Looks like it has four sides, but it doesn't. It has eight. Each of the four sides has a crease down the middle that makes them go inward a little bit. Now, if you know anything about geometry and architecture, then you don't have to. But if you do, you would know that the smallest degree in building such a thing of error, smallest degree of error, would mathematically multiply into the pyramid collapsing or just not working at all. So back in the day, thousands of years ago, Egyptians with copper saws and um, I guess what was it, papyrus and fucking ash, drew up these plans for these pyramids and they built them so perfectly that not only are they withstanding all the elements to this day, they're still shining like glass to this day. They are literally mathematically perfect. So, yeah. That started from somewhere, and then I kept going into this rabbit hole, and then obviously it's the whole ancient aliens thing. I know you guys have all seen the dude with the whole how high, you know, those aliens. 
I don't know if it was aliens, but picture it this way. Um, everything goes black. There's no electricity, and we have to start from scratch. And Joe is the only who has to explain to his kids. Oh, no, one day, one day, right? Joe and his kids are grown. He has kids after the thing happens. And uh, the kids don't know what electricity is. They don't know any of that shit. All of a sudden, a plane flies across the sky out of nowhere. Joe knows what it is because he's seen a plane before. The kids have never seen it. They're like, what the fuck is that, Dad? What the fuck? What the fuck? So he explains to them, and it's, uh, tries to explain what a plane is, and she draws a picture of a plane, right? And he dies. And all the kids have is Joe's rendering of what he thinks a plane is. They have to explain it to their kids. Their kids have to explain it to their kids. Eventually, the plane that went across the sky that was a plane to Joe is a fire-breathing dragon. You get the picture? So there's nothing to tell us what the fuck happened 100,000 years ago where humans were alive. Humans have been alive for 200,000 years. 200,000. We were killing mammoths with spears to the point of extinction, by the way. And uh, our records of humans only start about, what is it, 2,000, 2,000 years ago? Maybe a little bit more? So we have no recollection, no records of anything that happened. Oh, no, it's B.C. Plato was B.C. All right, so let's say, let's say, let's say 10,000 years. Before that, we have 190,000 years of humans being on the planet with no record of what the fuck was going on. That's a big, big, big gap of time that is not recorded. So, something to think about. But I'm thinking I'm going to dig deeper into this. And I hopefully will be the one to figure out how to break the quantum physics code. Because today I learned that there's another thing called... Uh, there's a physicist, he died in 82. He said that it's not wavelengths turning into it after the wave breaks. He said that when the Big Bang happened, everything is on one wavelength, and everything was already entangled. So if all atoms are entangled, particles, everything could be transmitted everywhere. Which, I gotta dig deeper on that, because that doesn't really make sense to me yet. But, uh, yeah, hold tight.